Well, welcome back to Christ's Journey, and to all of our journeyers from wherever you are, we welcome you this day, and we invite you into the blessing of God on your life. Our series has been, You Can't Lose, and what we have seen is because of God's faithfulness, He has given us what it takes to be winners in life, whatever comes our way, and so today, we are thrilled to come to a, uh, a final talk in this series that I believe is going to be very inspiring and encouraging and helpful to you, each of you. And, you know, part of the reason is because of the foundation that we have for the truth that we believe. And recently, we got to celebrate with our children in a very special way. Would you watch? Christ Journey Church has a long-standing tradition of gifting a new Bible to every kindergartner as they begin their elementary school years and start exploring the world through reading. It is our joy to put a Bible in the hands of each of these young learners so that from their earliest awareness of books, God's Word would be a part of their collection. Well, 2020 gave us the opportunity to redesign tradition since we weren't able to gather at the church building for our annual presentation. But do you think we let that stop us? Since our kids couldn't come to us, we went to them. 23 family ministry leaders split up into four Bible presentation caravan teams and spend a Sunday afternoon hand-delivering Bibles personally to families all over our city. You should have seen some of their faces as we arrived. I'm not just talking about the kids. Right, parents? In this historic 2020 Bible presentation caravan, 21 kindergartners did not miss out on receiving the most important collection of words they will ever read. Thank you to all of those who helped make this Bible presentation possible and memorable. And thank you to all the families who let us drive by and say hello. Church, pray for each of these little ones and pray for all the kids and teens of our church that the truth of God's love, salvation, and forgiveness would come alive in them by faith and carry them for the rest of their lives. Pray that they would learn to trust God no matter what and let's come alongside them, rooting for them and believing that the God who created each and every one of them will be faithful to complete the work He has begun in them already. Congratulations to all of the ones who received Bibles this year. We miss you so much. Can't wait to be together again. See you soon. There are so many wonderful words of truth in the Bible. And uh, to all of our children, we are so happy that you have received your Adventure Bible. God has an adventure for your life, and we are happy to be part of it. Your Christ Journey family, the family ministry, girls and boys, the words of the Bible, maybe you've heard this, are like a lamp to my feet. That means they show us the way to make good decisions and the way to bring God's blessings into our life. And so that's what we're praying for you. In fact, here's a promise from Proverbs chapter 4, verse 9. It tells us there that God's wisdom, wisdom from God's word, can make you a winner in life. It actually says, put a crown on your head. It's this image of being an overcomer in the winner's circle. So God wants to give you wisdom that will help you win in life. So moms and dads, I want to encourage you as, you as you sit down with your boy, with your girl, with your family, with your children, that you open the Word of God together, that you read the stories there to help your family feel God's love and invite His life into your life because God loves you. 
God loves you. God made you. God loves you. And here's a, a wonderful, spectacular, fabulous thought. God has a purpose and a plan for your life. You are made in God's image. And uh, that means that you have been created to become all that God has in mind for your life. Sin will try to mess you up. Sin will try to trip you up. Sin will try to make you fall. And we all have this tendency to get in our own way of success at times. But God, our all-powerful creator, is also our ever-present redeemer, the one who delivers and who liberates, and actually who has already covered all the costs. We've talked about this in the earlier messages. Who has covered all the costs to set us free and to be restored. Now, Luis Quevedo is a member of Christ's journey who is also a redeemer. You know what he redeems? He, he buys and restores old cars. Those that other people have thrown away or cast aside. He buys and then restores them. Now, some of them are pretty beat up. Some of them are pretty worn out when he gets them. But in loving care, he restores them to their creator's original intention. And I got a few photographs for you here. Check this out. This one is a, is a 54 Bel Air before and then after. You got to see this. Is that beautiful? 54 Bel Air Chevy. And then here's a 57 pickup. Uh, found it abandoned, Lewis told me he found it abandoned, with no title, parts were missing, but now, look at this, bam, is that gorgeous? I mean, you see why we would be drawn to it, right? When our lives are beat up, and when we've been abandoned or worn out, you know what, Jesus does not want to throw us away. What he does instead, he wants to redeem, he wants to restore, he wants to rebuild our lives. And when we or others would neglect us or even throw us away. So I want to show you some special verses where from the, the Bible teaches this. Here's one, 2 Corinthians 5, 17. This is the New Living Translation. Anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone a new life has begun. So it's like new birth brings springtime to your soul. And when you welcome Jesus Christ to make his home in your heart, then his resurrection life gives life to your life and stuff starts coming alive on the inside of you. Out with the old, in with the new. He takes our worn out, beat up lives, our souls. Now sometimes we look pretty good on the outside, but on the inside, you know what? We're tired. We're, uh, we're troubled, we're hurting on the inside, but Jesus brings new life inside and then starts redeeming, starts restoring, starts rebuilding our lives according to the Creator's original intention. Here's another one. Being confident, being con I know this, being confident of this, that He who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. God's not a quitter. God is a completer. God who started this work of new life in your life is committed to finish the job, carrying it on to completion. 
till the day of Jesus Christ. That means when Jesus Christ returns and then starts his eternal reign. And this is good news. It's like God is saying, you know what? Whatever it takes, for as long as it takes, I'm in. God who began the good work in you is going to carry it on to completion. There's still hope, in other words. Now, I bet you're familiar with some of the social media acronyms, like LOL means what? Laugh out loud. Or um, LMK means what? Let me know. Well, I got one to add to it today. Here it is. T-S-H-G-N-F-W-M-Y. You know what it means? There's still hope. God's not finished with me yet. So I want to add that to it. God's not finished with me yet. This is great news. And then here's one more scripture that is just crammed full of hope. It's a letter from Paul and a promise about why we can't lose. Now, our series is You Can't Lose. You know why? It's because, as we've been learning each week, there is one formidable reason that explains why we can't lose. We're about to see it again in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. First, the prayer. We're going to pick it up in verse 23. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul, and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the same promise we read in Philippians. I mean, it's a different letter from Paul, but it's the same promise. God's going to finish the deep work of redemption. He's going to change our lives from the inside out. He says, in uh, spirit, soul, and body, or we would say today, mind, emotion, and physique, sanctified through and through everything that makes you you and me me that we carry in this body god's spirit is going to work sanctified means this fully occupied by god's spirit and you know what his spirit is doing there he is fully restoring us to the original intention by your creator and redeemer god which means now you're fit for use, for God's use. You're ready to fulfill God's plan and God's purpose with your life. So, what's the gold mine from which we draw this, uh, this currency of sanctification to be minted? In other words, how do we know the promises of God will be kept in our lives? Here it is, the next verse, verse 24. The one who calls you is what? Faithful. And he will do it. Boom. There's that word again. What word? The same word that we've seen in every lesson in this entire teaching. The word is faithful. Would you say it with me? Faithful. Let's say it together again. Faithful. God is faithful. It's speaking directly to God's character. God is trustworthy and true. God is absolutely reliable. God is firm and unwavering. This is God's essence. It is core to God's brand. You can trust Him. And the same God who flung the galaxies and stars in space and then set the planets in their precision orbits around our sun. The brilliant mathematician and, uh, and physicist who ordered the cosmos is faithful. This is the biologist and 
designer, geneticist, who created and shaped life in all of its wonder. Your faithful creator and redeemer God, the one who calls you into fellowship and then gifts you with forgiveness that we saw in our first lesson. This God is faithful. The one in lesson, the second lesson, the one who has evil on a leash and uh, by his Holy Spirit within you empowers you to overcome tempter and temptation. God is faithful. Lesson number three, the one who protects and provides for us so that we succeed even in suffering, even as Jesus did on the cross. This God is faithful. And now lesson four, the one who has a plan and purpose for your life to be sanctified, fully occupied through and through the one who calls you to that level of life fulfillment is what? Faithful. Same God, same faith. And what? He will do it. Christianity isn't about what you do for God. Here's what we need to learn. It's about what God does for you and then what God does in you and what God does through you because of his faithful power, his faithful presence, our faithful God. It's like you're, he's the power, you're the wire. <laughs> he's the water, you're the hose. He's the hand, he's the fist, you're the glove. God is faithful. If there's a bottom line truth to this entire talk, here it is, because God is faithful. I can fulfill God's purpose and plan for my life. Would you say it with me? Because God is faithful, I can fulfill God's purpose and plan for my life. Faithful is he who calls you, who also will do it. Now, there is a personal fulfillment movement active in culture right now. I mean, and this matters a lot to a lot of people. Um, fulfilling our potentials, you know, living up to potential. It's all about fulfilling your potential. Now, that matters to me. I don't, want, I don't want to waste my life potentials. I want to make the most of them, right? Maybe it matters to you too. But it also occurs to me, because I've been actively engaged in seeking to experience this, that ironically, the movement is self-defeating and frustrating. Now, you may disagree with me on this, but hear me first and think about it with me. What I'm thinking is that life is too short for all of human potential to be fulfilled in one life in the brief span that we have. I'm thinking that the world is too big for someone like me to experience all that it has to offer in my potentials. I'm thinking that, uh, that my resources are too limited to fulfill all my potentials. And then add to that, you know, culture is always trying to compare us with others. I'm forever being made aware of what I'm not. And then a culture that, that leads me to be one of those competing uh, with others. I just get frustrated in that. And sometimes, here's what it seems like to me, that others don't seem to have the limitations to their potential that I do. You ever feel like, like that's true for you? And of course, the world is quick to remind us that uh, there's somebody that's richer, that's smarter, that's prettier, that's sexier, 
that's happier, that, uh, that is more popular, that is fill in the blank than you are, which means what? The unspoken message is you're not living up to your potential. In other words, that's self-defeating to me. That's frustrating to me. That takes me into shame and guilt, not fulfillment. So what's the solution? Well, it's today's promise. Today's promise, the one we already read. The fulfill my potential movement aims too low. And it's self-defeating. Let me say it again. Life is too short for all the potentials to be fulfilled in it. The world is too big for you to be able to access everything to fulfill your potential in it. It is impossible for you to experience all the world can give in your short life. And so in my view, I'm thinking this is just going to lead me to a dead end of frustration and self-defeating behavior and disappointment. So what's the message? Here it is. Stop comparing and stop competing and instead obey God. Obey God, pursuing His purpose and plan. And as you do, what will you discover? He's going to call out and develop your life potentials, as you do His will. See, here's what you discover. (laughs) Doing God's will develops your potentials. Would you say this one with me? Doing God's will develops your potential. Look at somebody else and say that to them right now. Doing God's will develops your potential. This is God's response to the desire within us. Instead of trying to do everything that life offers or to have everything that life can give or to get as much as you can instead here's what we can say biblically and honestly and authentically i can do everything god has planned for me and as i do it as i do his will it will develop my potentials i can do everything god has planned for me in this life and the next see this life is too short to develop all of your potential. That's why God gives us eternal life. That's the only reality where your potentials as an image bearer of Almighty God can find ultimate fulfillment. So, so what? So don't aim too low. Don't settle for less than what God has for you. This life is not all there is. And then don't confuse length of life with impact in life. You know, there's this character in the Bible called Methuselah. He's known for being the oldest man that ever lived. Scripture says he lived 969 years. This is like Guinness Book of World Records. Crazy stuff, right? But then that's it, period. The only thing the Bible says about Methuselah is that he somehow managed not to die for 969 years, whatever that means. Nothing else, period. Jesus, on the other hand, Jesus doesn't even make it 35 years. And yet we're still feeling the impact of his life and always will. The message there is that you don't need to live a long life to fulfill God's will and have profound impact with your life. It's not about the years of your life. It's about the life in your years. And what God promises when you live pursuing God's purpose and plan, then God adds life to your years 
and doing God's will will develop your potential, not only for this life, but for your eternal life, which is what you were made for. Now, why does that matter? Why does that matter? One of the answers to that question for me, one of the reasons is so our kids can know they're not going to miss out on a full and happy life when they do God's will. You know? You familiar with FOMO? Fear of missing out? The devil is going to tell you that if you seek to do God's will, if you say, oh Lord, I want what you want in my life, you know, I want your will in my life, then here's what God's going to do. God is going to put you in a straitjacket, and then he's going to take away all the things that cause you to have fun, and he's going to keep you from having what you want in life. And I'm telling you, that's a lie. That is a straight up, flat out lie. Jesus said, when we seek to make God our king, when we put him first, then God provides for us in all things. Seek first the kingdom of God, Matthew 6, and his righteousness. Let God be your king, and then all of these things will be added to you. Clothes, food, money, life, eternal life, and even joy. Jesus said, I came that my joy might be in you. Think about that for a moment. God's quality of joy in you and your joy full. Jesus, God doesn't want to take away your joy. God says, you're not happy enough. I want to put my joy in you and then bring you into the eternal quality of life. Now, in real estate appraisal, there's a saying, highest and best use. You heard this? Highest and best use. It means optimizing your investment in a property uh, to, by using it for its most high, the highest value possible, the most profitable way to use a property. Jesus said that, that you should think of your life in this term too. Here's what Jesus said. What does it profit? What shall it profit a man, a woman, a person to gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Who, here's Jesus speaking. Whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. So it's this win and lose equation, isn't it? If you want to win in life, then lose yourself for Jesus. In life, are you going to win or lose? Well, you can't lose in Christ. That's the message. The highest and best use of your time, the highest and best use of your life is to give it to God and then invest it in pursuing God's purpose and God's plan. My grandma White had a plaque on her kitchen wall. I remember it said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. The best way to live is God's way. Jesus said, this earth is passing away. This earth will not go on as it is forever. The earth is passing away. John picked that up, the, the gospel writer John. Here's how he wrote it. The world and its desires are passing away. But whoever does the will of God lives forever. The eternal quality of life. So it's like this is a smart bird that doesn't build its nest in a tree meant for the chainsaw. 
He's asking us to think about the greatest investment we have, the highest and best use of your life, and it isn't doing it your way. It's doing it God's way. Now, having said this, let me say this. I think Ferraris look so cool. You know, I I just, they're always head turners to me. I've never driven one. I've never ridden in one. But I still think they're so cool. You can tell one is coming. The sound is cool. The look is so cool. But when I see one, I always think this thought. I wonder uh, who knows how to get the most out of that Ferrari. You know what the answer is to that question? It's the one who made it. It's the one who designed it, the one who built it. Now, there may be drivers who have experience and training in high-performance you know, vehicles. But my guess is that uh, where they ultimately got their information is from the car's maker. Does that make sense? And it all traces back to that. That the Ferrari wasn't just designed to be uh, cool to look at. You know, the Ferrari was designed to be a high-performance Oh my, here's what Car and, Car and Driver Magazine says this. Ferraris are what dreams are made of. As uh, fast, sexy, highly exclusive, these Italian supercars push the boundaries of performance and cause a stir wherever they go. Most of them start at two hundred dollars to $300,000. The one that really turns my head starts at $1.4 million. La Ferrari, 949 horsepower, carbon fiber chassis, editor's choice, 10 out of 10 rating, limited edition. Now, who is most proud of that car? I'm thinking Ferrari. (laughs) Who knows its potentials better than anybody else? Ferrari. And who knows how to bring the highest level of performance, those potentials, to its highest level of performance? Ferrari. Now, don't miss my point here. You're thinking I'm coveting a Ferrari. Maybe I am. I don't know. But I'm not suggesting that you go out and buy a $3.5 million car. That's not what this is about. Who can do that? Not me. I'm suggesting that as a human being, made in the image of Almighty God. You are God's Ferrari. A limited edition, one-of-a-kind you. Made with beauty, elegance, intelligence, sophistication, designer, designed for high performance, created in the image of Almighty God. You are priceless. God designed you. And then he came in Jesus Christ to offer himself as a sacrifice for you. You can't pay a greater price than that. And then he promises, as he calls you, he will do it. What it takes to fulfill his purpose and his plan in your life. You matter to God. You have infinite worth with life potentials beyond this world. So treat yourself that way. 
the way you look at yourself, the way you value yourself. You have life potentials that aren't meant only for this world, but are created for the next. You are worth it. Now, let me show you something. I want to show you something that Louis Cavello put on his redeemed, restored vehicle. This is a custom-made, can you see that clearly enough? This is a custom-made John 3.16 icon. God so loved. You are loved. You know, this is a tag that God puts on all of his redeemed, restored, beloved people. You're loved, so loved. So get to know your maker. What he has in mind for you. Pursue God's purpose and God's plan in your life. Mark Twain once said the two most important days in your life are one, the day you were born, and then the day you find out why. This message is about finding out why. Why has God given you life? Because God has a purpose and a plan for your life. Paul experienced it. Millions, billions of people have experienced it and are growing in it right now. And you can too. And as you do, then here's what you're going to know. The one who calls you is faithful. Say it with me. Faithful. And he will do it. 1 Thessalonians 5.24. Have you felt it? I mean, do you, do you feel like a Ferrari? Do you know how much you matter to God, your maker? Do you want him to show you what that high level of performance can, can, can God show up and then show you? How it happens? You want to say yes, yes, yes. But how? This is the question, isn't it? How can I find and fulfill God's will in my life? Well, may I give you four prayers that you can pray every day as you seek. Jesus said, seek and you will find. Ask and it will be given to you. And as you do that, I've got four prayers in mind that you can take and work into your daily life. Here's the first one. Paul said, present your body to God. Everything that makes you, you, you give it to everything you know God to be. And here's the prayer. Lord, everything I know about me, I am giving to everything I know about you. Have me. I'm your Ferrari. Now, you know, you're not a car, but you are the vessel and vehicle through whom God can make his image known. Then here's another one. Make him your king. Make him your king. This is how Jesus taught us. Pray this, Lord, I make you my king. I'm seeking your kingdom. I make you my king. And King Jesus, take the wheel. I'll move over and you take over and show me what this baby can do. Great prayer to pray. Pray it right now. Third prayer. Accept God's will before you know what it is. This is a prayer of faith. Lord, I choose your will before I even know, before you let me know what it is because I believe your way is best. You know, the scripture says that those who come to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who seek him. That means we believe that he has our best in mind and I receive it. And then the fourth prayer. Follow the light you have. He's already given you light to this point. Follow the light you have. Here's the prayer. Lord, 
I want to follow. I'm going to follow the hints, the promptings, the, uh, the images that you bring to my mind. I'm going to be open to them. And as he shows you, here's an open door, or there's a job opportunity, or there's a relational adjustment that needs to be made. As God makes promptings available to you, then you pray this, Lord, where you lead me, I will follow. And then you do it. And you know what? God will give you more light as you follow the light you have in step with it. But it works like this, like that automatic door at Publix. You know, it doesn't open until you approach it. Until you take the steps of faith, believing that by the time you get there, it's going to be open for you. It doesn't open. That's how it is with God's will. When you make those prayers part of your regular conversation with God and part of your regular walk through every day of your life, then here's what happened to me. I believe it'll happen to you. Don't be surprised when you're looking in the mirror and suddenly the Spirit says to you and you realize, I didn't find God's will. God's will found me. And I'm in it right now. I'm living it right now. This is God's desire. It finds you. And then you're living it. So take your next step right now. Make your next prayer right now. Because this is how it happens. Step by step, day by day, prayer by prayer, following Jesus. And then experiencing all that he has for you as his image bearer, being redeemed, restored, and then unleashed in your fullest potential. Pray with me. God, thank you for the amazing, uh, beyond words, the, the unspeakable purpose and plan you have for our lives. That it has pleased you, though the world mistreats us and we trip over our own feet and sin misleads us and we get all tangled up in the, the dark side of life that you don't give up on us, that others may want to trash us, but you just want to restore, rebuild, redeem. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that your scars tell us your love. Your love is present for us. And no matter what, life does to us no matter what sin brings into our experience that you will never forsake us and that in fact you desire to make us winners i'm praying for people today who perhaps are struggling at one point along this journey and i pray that you will show yourself to be faithful once again somebody struggling with suffering that they don't understand. Somebody struggling with temptation that they feel like they can't overcome. Somebody feels stuck in guilt or shame or like you're a million miles away, but your faithfulness gives us fellowship, forgiveness, power over the tempter, sustaining power through the, uh, the pain and struggle of life. And today, Lord, the promise of the fulfillment of your purpose and your plan Friend, if you're praying with me right now and you want to say, God, I want in on your purpose and plan for my life, would you just do it from your heart to the heart of God right now? Lord, I want in on your purpose and plan in my life. Thank you that I'm wondrously made. 
Thank you that your spirit lives in me. Thank you that Christ died for me. Thank you that your word gives me instruction. And now I will follow. Where you lead, I will follow. Now perhaps somebody else is listening and you're thinking, I need to start my relationship with God. Well, then today is your day, the day of salvation. And it all begins with a simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I believe you love me, that you want your joy in me, the joy of salvation. So I am opening my life to you and receiving the gift of forgiveness. Thank you that you died on the cross for me that you rose from the dead so that now your spirit can come alive in me, fill me, and lead me as I turn from going my way and learn to go your way. Thank you for answering this prayer, which I make in your name. Amen.